Hi, and welcome to another episode of Conversation with a Chef. I'm Joe Rishi, and I love sharing with you the conversations I get to have with talented and passionate chefs. It's a backstory, if you will, to the food they're putting up. I begin today by acknowledging the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional custodians of the lands and airwaves where this conversation takes place. Land which was never ceded. Land where communities came together to eat seasonally, locally and without exhausting resources. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and rising. Today I'm talking to George Smyrnios. George got in touch with me to ask whether I'd like to have a chat about what he was doing at Raff's Deli in Abbotsford. And I'm so glad he did. I live in Abbotsford, but the opposite side. And unbelievably, this cute little deli and sandwich shop has escaped my notice. Until now. In April, Urban List rated Raff's Deli sandwiches as some of the best in Melbourne. And that's saying a lot for a city obsessed with singers. George came to Melbourne from Greece 11 years ago. And he's worked extremely hard across many different hospitality venues to get to where he is today. He shared with me what he's learned along the way. And there were such golden reflections that I felt all the richer for having spoken to him. Are you comfortable? I am, it's lovely. So you've only been here this year, is that right? You're quite new? Yeah, it's one and a half. Oh, one and a half years. One and a half, yeah. 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 So one and a half, yeah. Yeah. We leased the place and we changed it a little bit. We changed the concept and yeah, it's going well. Yeah, I see you've already on the list of best singers yeah. in Melbourne, so yeah. congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, that happened before the year. Yeah. So they tried the truffle cheese. Oh, truffle cheese. Yeah, for, for that they vote like it's one of the top ten because it's probably not very common. No, so tell me what's in that one? What's in that sandwich? So we have, we use three different types of cheese. A little bit of truffle, mustard and pepper. Mm. But it's, they're all very good quality. The yeah. bread is very good. The butter that we use is good. It's from Australia. Yeah. And what kind of cheese? Uh, Creer. Uh, mozzarella and uh, cheddar. Ah, mm. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Did you have to experiment um, with different combinations to come up with that trilogy? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it took long time. Like it took us maybe three months. Oh yeah, right. To make it perfect. So when you cut it to be stretchy and not too cheesy, you know, to be pleasant, less truffle more mustard, more pepper, just to accomplish the whole wow. mix. Yeah, it took time. Like yeah. for everything. For the tuna for the tuna melt, it took a long time. For the deli sandwich, for the chicken, everything. Like if you see the picture of the first one, yep. the first chicken and see now, it's totally different. It's way better. So I read in that article, they, they mentioned, you know, um, Melbourne was really big on burgers for a long time, but there's only so much you can do with a brioche bun, a patty and some cheese. What is the secret? Like, what, how do you make, what is a really good sandwich? What does a really good sandwich have to have? So, first of all, you need the right bread. Right. Every filling is different. Every filling is 100% different. So, um, you need the right bread. 
you need the right ingredients and the right amount mm. and the most important the right toaster because our toaster costs two and a half thousand dollars yeah. So Wait. you see this ceramic toaster. Oh, I see, I see. It is ceramic. It doesn't squash the the sandwich. So you need that look as well to be square, uh, volume. So it looks nice. And also imagine when you have a bite, for example, and it's so small, it changes the texture mm. and your, your, your experience. Mm. So definitely you need a good toaster. Yeah, right. Definitely, I would like. I would. I would recommend that for a, anyone that is like a deli or a sandwich shop, you need to have the right toaster. You need to to find the right temperature, the time. You know what I mean? It yeah. needs the right time because if you if you toast, if you use four minutes, for example, very high temperature, it's going to be quite burn, but not warm inside. So yeah, yeah, all those details, but and the right ingredients. Wow. Yeah, it's not easy. No, I... <laughs> like every, everyone thinks, ah, it's a, it's a sandwich shop. Yeah, you don't need much preparation. Or you need, don't need much knowledge. You need, you need common sense. You need to use your senses all the time. Mm. It's not easy. And do you change the fillings? Yeah. So now we have the winter menu. Yeah. We don't do, uh, from next week, we're not going to do the deli sandwich anymore, which the deli is like a continental. Okay. You know, the Italian continental with sliced meats and cheese. We use mustard and chimichurri. That is very nice for summer. Fresh. We don't toast the bread. Mm. Now we do the Reuben, mm. you know, the pastrami, mm. which is unbelievable good. So good, yeah. I saw your photo of Katz's Deli up there. That's the. Have you been? I have been. Yeah. Yeah. So we do the same the Ruben. Yeah. But they they do their own pastrami for many years, ah. and it's quite thick. Mm. And some people said to me like, it is good. It has good reputation. You know, you go for the brand as well, not just for the sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> but it is quite. It's huge. Yeah, it's a like, lot of meat as well, even if it is thinly sliced. But it's yeah, they they slice it with hand, but it's, oh. with hand, not not a slicer. Yeah. So they have professional cutters. Yeah. And it's quite thick. It's very thick because you can't have that thinness. Oh, yeah. From the. And then there was just a lot of it. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love to go and try. But from comments and from feedbacks, the most of the people that said to me, like, it's okay, but it's not the best sandwich in the planet. No, but it's a, it's a cool atmosphere, I guess, and everyone thinks of when Harry met Sally and whatever. <laughs> was that the movie it was in? I think it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that? Yeah, yeah. that story. So all of that. Everyone loves that, don't they? It's in a cool, funny part of, I was going to say cool part of town. I feel like it was in a bit of a funny part of town, actually. But anyway, I have been, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lots, most of the times the people they choose something with emotions and that's true you know they, you, you sell your story mostly and I don't know your story and what, your beliefs yeah. and then people follow it's not just a product true that's very true yeah mm. it's not that's a, just a product so when I first 
read about you, Ref Staley, I was thinking, you know, obviously someone called Ref, but it's because it's on the corner of Raphael Street and Gipps Street. That's a good idea. Yeah. So we we gave um, we had um, an agency called Electric Sunday, and they did the brand identity. Mm. So Eden came with many concepts. It was red and red and white. Another one was yellow with uh, white. I said to him, it's, it sounds great. He came with another one, Billion Deli. Billion Deli. It was gold, green, and white. Wow. Yeah. But I said to him, I don't think that suits to Abbotsford. No. So how can we make it, not about me, not about anyone, but about the community, about Abbotsford? And then he came with a green, white, and, and timber. Yeah. Which I think in much Abbotsford and then let's embrace the address as well you mm. know let's give something let's give value to the to Abbotsford well I think so you know it's a gentrified suburb but originally it was you know working class and I feel like mm. you want to keep it humble and it's good to have a personality we don't know who Raph is but it's tied into the community it's good yeah yeah and it's easy for for the people for the staff as well to explain yeah, yeah, it's right. very easy to explain the story because it's not a long story it's just a quick thing and people say ah good yeah that's from the street yeah makes sense mm-hmm. now you're pretty interesting as well because you've got another business the catering business yeah, as well so yeah. you're very busy uh, actually I'm really busy <laughs> I enjoy it though yeah. um, sometimes I become uh, tired a little mentally mm. but as long as you do what you love, mm. it's at the end of the day, you know, you're enjoying it. I don't feel like trapped or anything. That's good. So it's BLD, is that right? Brunch, lunch, dinner? Yes, yeah, so that comes from brunch, lunch, dinner. Mm. And we started like um, three and a half years ago, mm. roughly three and a half, four, with the, with the ABN. And I start doing um, grazing boxes through lockdown so I used to deliver those nice boxes with a bottle of wine brie um, nice cold cats and fruits and nuts and we start like that it was really it was really busy but I didn't really make money of that yeah Yeah, it was just to start and then um, I then I was looking for a store because I wanted to use my knowledge not just for the caterings, but for the community as well. Mm. And then I found this store and I thought this is a very good idea because we built a commercial kitchen at the back. I thought it looked big out there, yeah. Yeah, we have full commercial kitchen. Wow. And now we can do both. But we used to do weddings, birthday parties, hence everything. I can organize the balloons, um, uh, DJ, flourish you know flowers all, all that setup because I love design wow. okay. I love design because I, I used to work as a graphic designer back home okay. with my dad yeah. from young age from 11 years old what? Yeah. it's very young from 11 oh. yeah yeah because my, my dad was a very good artist he yeah. is a very good artist wow and uh, in hospitality as well so both but it was hospitality because imagine an empty shop like this how it was before so our job 
it was to give the brand identity, choose the colors and the signage as well. Mm. So we used to do that. So it's pretty much the same thing. We used to give life to, to an empty building and make people happy. Mm. And yeah. where is home? Greece. In Greece, okay. Yeah. Well, and then I came here and uh, I involved with cooking because um, it was the easy way for me, not the easy way, it was the easiest way of get sponsorship. Okay. Yeah. So I realized very quickly that I like that. I like cooking, for example, and use my knowledge from design and create something good for, for the people. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I think cooking is not, is not a recipe or something. Mm. It's just a philosophy or art, I would say. Yeah. In a very deep. So how did you start? How did you get into it when you... You mean here, here in, yeah. Aust- in Australia? Yeah. So I came in 2011. Oh, I came in 2011 too, but from New Zealand. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So the end of 2011, and I found a job in Apollo Bay. Oh. In Apollo Bay, yeah. So I stayed a couple of weeks here in Melbourne. Then I went to Apollo Bay and I started working in a, in a shop that had, it was a motel. So we had rooms, restaurant, uh, pizza and fast food takeaway. So it was a massive business. So I could learn a lot there about Australia, yeah, yeah. you know, about Australia, yeah. which is a different, different concept. I started working there and uh, I learned a lot and then I met another, um, another business person in Apollo Bay. So he, good, he did a very good offer to me that they can sponsor me. And I used to work six days a week there, sorry, seven days uh, from nine till 10 with one hour break oh. every single day it was it was hard but yeah. and then what I did is I was I was trying to learn from them not just the, the cooking and the food but the business side as well because from then I had that in my mind that I want to do something on my own and I stayed there for maybe was four years wow. four years in Apollo Bay I got a good experience then I moved to Melbourne and I started working in uh, breakfast lunch so uh, day training I started from Carlton uh, that shop was uh, Virtue I don't know if you know yeah. the Virtue yeah. that is a hidden because I saw your name mentioned that you from virtue but you were helping is a dirty apron to set up yeah yeah d- d- yeah so then i thought oh you must be pretty good if they're bringing you on from virtue into yeah dirty apron. then so before dirty apron um i used to work in gazi i don't Ooh. know if you if you remember george Cal- george calabaris i do yeah. he was one of the most successful business in that That's place right. yeah we used to do like Eight to one thousand people every day. But it was cool in there with the flower pots and the things. It was nice. It was nice. It was really nice. Open kitchen. Yeah. Good chefs. Very good chefs. And yeah, I spent some time there. Then I went to Dirty Apron, and we started from scratch. George trusted me, so he didn't even manage me. 
because his show, his show on me that I love what I do. Was that his? Uh, no, no. Uh, oh, another George. No, nah, he, he George oh. is the owner of. Uh, oh, Jesse Apron. Yeah, oh, another George. Oh, another George. Oh, yeah. so many Georges. Yeah. It's a big name in Greece, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's big, yeah. And uh, apparently, they're both, they're both Greek background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, sort of that one. Okay, so another George. Another George at 30 April, mm. yeah, young, um, with a lot of passion and stuff. He's going very well as well. And yeah, we set up everything, and then I decide to go and work for Food and Desire, which is one of the biggest catering. Companies oh. in Melbourne. They they run the Grand Prix. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they have I think six or seven different venues. Mm. And uh, after that, I started my own catering, yeah. small catering business, and then we found this store. And yeah, here you go. Yeah. Gosh, well done. That's a what a journey. Yeah. And had you done any cooking in Greece at home? No. No. No, I haven't done. Only graphic designing and uh, hospitality, but not kitchen. Yeah. Not in the kitchen. But here what I did is I used to work day and night. Like I used to work many, many hours. So I achieved something in seven years. Like in, I achieved to be in executive chef level that other people probably would spend 15 or 17 years just because they have only one job. And they don't ask questions, they don't want to grow, they don't care, they just go get paid, go home, and that's it. I wanted to grow and I wanted to become something quicker. Yes, and it's interesting that you you chose that path because it was the easiest one to get a visa but now you're saying it's your passion yeah because actually i realized that what i loved back home in graphic designing it was the art of the craft and now it's the same mm. i just like the art of the craft like because it is it's not an easy thing to do not, not everyone can do like nothing is perfect but we try to be as close as we can to perfection. That's all I can say. Like, I don't think anything is perfect. Mm. But do you want to be close to perfection or far? Yeah. Yeah. Is so what we do, it's not that easy. It seems easy, but it's not. Is it stressful? As a business, you mean? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think it's stressful because um, you want, you ask for growth, you need challenges. Yeah. You can't grow without challenges. You can't grow without solving problems. You know, you want a baby, you have to wait nine months. You have, you, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same thing. You can't do it now. Mm. You have to go through that process in order to make it happen. So I think it's a normal thing. Yes. It's a normal thing. I feel like you've worked really hard in all those different areas and covered off all those bases it's pretty impressive wow mm. well it's yeah it's I think if you know what you want mm. and you just stick with that and knowing that the problems will come the issues will come and be ready like don't try to avoid problems you just have to go through yeah. and, and don't give up yeah. you know 
some people they buy me they might be smarter than me but they're not going to be in the position that I am because they give up mm. it's not about how smart you are it's like how much can you afford and keep going keep going and try for the best like this is what I think yeah and is that what what would your advice be to someone um, who was thinking about getting into hospitality now you mean like getting into the business or just being employ- an employee? Being a chef, working with food? Being a chef and working yeah. with food. Okay. I think, first of all, they, ha- they have to know that it's, it's, a hard, it's hard work, mm. long hours. Um, they, they need to love it and don't go just for the money because I think the most of the times they will give up and try to like ask questions all the time and try to learn as much as they can so they can get into the position that they can grow and they can actually refine their own techniques Mm. and you're obviously someone that likes to learn more and expand your knowledge so what I mean you're probably very busy now to do that but what how do you feed your own uh, need to to keep learning so even how I do that okay I try to hire people that they can teach me something as well mm. if if not in the same level like me maybe to be smarter than me and I, I try to hang around with people even with my suppliers I try to find people that they are smarter than me mm. and they know more than me so to learn from them because even from a kitchen hand you can learn something mm. even from the barista you can learn something even from the front of house they can tell you something but the most of the times we don't pay attention because we are too cool to listen to someone that we employ and then you miss that thing because everyone has something to say and everyone has something to teach you. Yeah, so I pay attention and I try to hire and hire people smarter than me and not hire only, choose my suppliers as well, wisely. And if someone is, it doesn't fit our standards, we try to find someone else and replace them. Yeah. That's very important because people walk in every day, in and out. Fruit, vegetables, meat, fish, coffee, anything. So it's, it's very important to have that five minutes chat and be able to get something from them. Yeah. Yeah. Even for example, even the suppliers that they go all around Melbourne every day and they deliver things. You can ask, have you ever seen any place that could be something like this and will be very busy, they can come one day and tell you, I found a location for you. Ah, yeah. If you don't ask, they will never tell you. That's wise. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, someone can say, okay, I was in that, in that area, there is nothing around, I was looking for coffee, I couldn't find anything, and I just saw an empty store in this address. Go and check it out. Mm. And then, through an issue so his issue for example could be I couldn't find a cafe to go to the toilet that's an issue so if we can solve that issue 
we can create something, for example. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, instead of me being around all, all around that, that I don't have the time, but you can use the eyes of someone else to help you mm. do something. Yeah. So, that, yeah, and uh, if you see all our stuff at the moment, they are in the same level, like the cute, they cannot be rude. <laughs> like they have to try mm. to be rude <laughs> because when you hire someone you cannot tell them don't, please don't be rude they have to be like happy you cannot teach that so you need to choose those people that they have to try hard to be rude and they will never be <laughs> <laughs> wow that's good yeah yeah and what's next are you happy with where you're at? Have you got other plans? No, nah, we, we do, like, we want to expand. We want to expand 100% because it seems that the people, they like, they like what we do. So I'm not, like, I'm not really sure if we do franchise. Oh. I'm not, like, I, w I wouldn't like that. I would like, for example, to go in another area and adapt with the area with a different name, maybe different, different setup, different colors, but the same value, the same core beliefs. Good people. We want to have happy people internal and external because we mostly focus on our staff. If they are happy, the customers will be happy as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I heard one expression many years ago that they said, if you want to go to a race with the, with the horses, would you choose the horse or the jockey? You need to choose the jockey because he will be amazing and he will find the right horse for you. Wow. So it's the internal thing. We need to choose the right people, the right staff. They will do the right job. And then the customers, they will be happy. Mm. Instead of trying to make the customers happy, and then your stuff. I think that's really important and that's something that came up recently. I was at a um, mental health and hospitality yep. discussion. I, I was in the audience and there were, it was men's mental health but then it became a bit broader. And the big thing was, yeah, looking after your staff and making sure that your staff are happy because then, as you say, the flow-on effect is that customers are happy. Um, and I think that many owners, and I shouldn't say that, the people were saying <laughs> that many owners um, don't have that mentality. So it's a good lesson, it's a good thing to know, I think. Yeah, it's a very... I think that everything starts from internal, yeah. like from the staff. Because also, as an owner, can you do everything by yourself? No, mm. you cannot do. And if you want to grow, like if you want to have two or three different locations, you need the right people. But they say as well, like, it's not exactly the right people, is what do you do for those people? Because one person can be an excellent worker in one environment and be not very good worker on, on another environment. So it depends on the environment that they are as well. Mm. And you need to care about them, not just have them because you need them. And it's hard, like, to, you need to show that as well. And if, if you don't believe it, it shows off. Yeah. 
So in lo in long term is not is not a good thing. You know, like we have we have um, um, a WhatsApp messenger. We talk about our our news, our experience outside of the business as well. Like I went, for example, to Peninsula uh, last Saturday. I upload some photos, guys. This is good. You should try it. Like take your boyfriend, go there. Like stuff like that, yeah. which is outside of work. But I'm not doing it just because I have them here. Just because it's inside me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, obviously I like them. I like that. Yeah. Something, something like that. So I think, yeah, it's going to be good if we, if we can get this shop running in half a year without me. Mm. And then I can move forward. Yeah. You know, to do the, to do the rest and expand and we, we might do like an evening training we who knows who knows but again the quality will be good the people that we hire they're going to be good mm. and we'll try for the best customer experience instead of just the customer service yeah great yeah thank you thank you so much <laughs> so nice to talk to you Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Conversation with a Chef with George Smyrnios at Raths Deli in Abbotsford. You can check out all the goodness on Instagram at Raths Deli, that's R-A-P-H-S-D-E-L-I. And if you liked what you heard and you want to hear more stories from other chefs, I'm on Instagram at Conversation with the Chef. You can read the chat at www.conversationwithachef.com and I'd love it if you told a friend about the chats. You can follow me on Apple and Spotify podcasts as well, or in fact, anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. (laughs) Once again, thanks for listening. Have a great day.